O God, bless us this day with your Holy Spirit. Let it pour out upon us and strengthen our faith as we live in you and walk in your ways. As the Holy Scriptures are read, let the words we speak ring true, and our thoughts be devoted to you. May we be blessed in your wisdom as we meditate on your word for this day. Let all that we do be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, by your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church. And let God's people say, Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from Job chapter 38, verses 1 through 11, 41 through 14, and 42, 1 through 6. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, Who is this darkening counsel with words lacking knowledge? Prepare yourself like a man. I will interrogate you, and you will respond to me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you know. Who set its measurements? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring tape on it? On what were its footings sunk? Who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang in unison and all the divine beings shouted? Who enclosed the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb when I made the clouds its garment, the dense clouds its wrap? When I imposed my limit for it, put a bar on the doors and said, You may come this far and no farther. Here your proud waves stop. The Lord continued to respond to Job. Will the one who disputes with the Almighty correct him? God's instructor must answer him. Job responded to the Lord, Look, I'm of little worth. What can I answer you? I'll put my hand over my mouth. I have spoken once. I won't answer twice. I won't do it again. The Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, Prepare yourself like a man. I will interrogate you and you will respond to me. Would you question my justice, deem me guilty so you can be innocent? Or do you have an arm like God? Can you thunder with a voice like Him? Adorn yourself with splendor and majesty? Clothe yourself with honor and esteem? Unleash your raging anger? Look on all the proud and humble them? Look on all the proud and debase them? Trample the wicked in their place? Hide them together in the dust? Find their faces in a hidden place? Then I, even I, will praise you, for your strong hand has delivered you. Job answered the Lord, I know you can do anything. No plan of yours can be opposed successfully. You said, Who is this darkening counsel without knowledge? I have indeed spoken about things I didn't understand. Wonders beyond my comprehension. You said, Listen, and I will speak. I will question you, and you will inform me. My ears have heard about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I relent and find comfort on dust and ashes. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as we enter the third section of our series on Job, we take a quick look back and we see how everything began. That Job was an upright man and they decided to see just how far his faith would take him. And Job loses everything and eventually has his health in decline, covered in sores. We heard about his friends coming and trying to comfort him and failing miserably because all they ended up wanting to do was debate. 
And today we have Job contending with God, sort of the culmination of everything that's happened. Everything that's been built up so far, God answers. And it's not quite the answer we would expect. Especially if our understanding of Job is what I would call the children's Sunday school version of Job, where Job is tested and then God sees that he did all right and goes, good job, Job. God's words are not terribly comforting and they are not terribly reassuring that Job got everything right. As a matter of fact, Job contending with God causes God to remind Job of his place in the world. Job is a man. And unless Job is God, he has no right to question if God is in the right or in the wrong. And this speech can be hard to take in. Hard to take in because God is so incredibly harsh with Job. But the problem is that up until this point, Job has been trying to justify himself. And his friends have been trying to justify themselves. And they fall into a pattern that we all fall into too often. And they tried to paint God in their image. Instead of acknowledging that they were made in God's image and that they were a distant image of what God is, they tried to remake God into their image so that they could use human logic to be able to box God in, that they could set up human rules that God would have to play by. His friends wanted to say, well, God has to play by the rules that if something happens, it happens for a reason and it's retribution. And that's always how God is and that's all God can do. So if it happens, that has to be it because God plays by our rules. Job, on the other hand, says, well, I know I'm blameless and I'm righteous, so God must have made a mistake. And God owes me an apology because I'm blameless. I know God's been doing all this, but something must have gotten crossed in the wires because this shouldn't have happened to me. And they both want God to play by their rules. Because it's easier. It's easier to think about God having to play by our rules. It's easier to think about God being restrained by our restraints. That God has to be in our way of thinking about time, in our way of thinking about cause and effect. That God has to be restrained by our human thought and our human logic. God's reply is, No. You can't even begin to fathom me. And he lays it out by saying, where were you when I created everything? When I made the earth, where were you? Tell me how I did it. Tell me what it looked like. He goes on to talk about the untamable beasts of sea and land. Can you tame them? Can you do what I do? Can you thunder from the clouds? Or are you just a man shouting in the wind? God reminds Job and his friends, God's not a human. 
God's not restrained by our logic and our way of thinking. Because we can only barely comprehend what God is. And if we can only barely comprehend what God is, that means that even less do we understand what God does. And in very harsh terms, God reminds us of this. And it brings about one of the central points of Job. And we'll cover this a lot more next week, but God is God, and God does what God does. God's sovereignty is absolute. We don't have dominion over God. We don't get to say what God can and cannot do. And there's a reason that we relate so well to Christ and have trouble thinking about God the Creator. Because Christ came to us in human flesh. The Word made flesh and walked among us and He spoke with our mouth and He heard with our ears and He walked with our feet and He touched things with our hands and He saw things with our eyes and thought about things with our minds. Felt pain the way we feel pain. Felt sadness the way we feel sadness. It's easier to think about a Jesus who is willing to cry over the things that make us cry than a God that could form everything around us and form everything that we can see and everything that we can't. And we needed Christ to be able to fully understand God. Because God sometimes feels like some far-off, distant concept that we can barely scratch the surface of. And it's hard. It's hard because we want to put rules on God because it makes it easier for us. It was easier for Job to think that God was in the wrong than it was to think that he just needed to accept what was going on and to remember that God was there to give him comfort as long as he sought it. Job's friends should have known that they couldn't explain away God. That they couldn't just say, well, this is the rules that God plays by and we know them because we know God better than God. And I love Job's response. And I love it because of its humility. The one thing that Job has lacked in all of the discussions that he has had with his friends is humility. Because Job was so caught up in remembering that he was an upright person that he never thought about remembering that he needed to be humble before God because God knew so much more than he did. And his response has come in a lot of different ways, but the way the CEB translates it, I think, is my favorite. My ears had heard about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I relent and find comfort on dust and ashes. Other versions have it as repent, but Job really didn't have anything to repent for, so to speak, because usually we think about that as if Job had sinned, and he never really sinned as much as he missed the point. 
And so Job relents. He stops and he goes, all right, I know I've been arguing that this shouldn't be my fault, but I give in because I get it now. I get that I just need to trust and not explain. I get that I may never understand what's going on. And I may never understand why these things happen, but I just have to trust and find comfort that God is still there, even in my suffering. And Job finds comfort on dust and ashes. And this is interesting because it's both the way that we mourn in the Old Testament, that with dust and ashes, you sit and you mourn something, but dust and ashes is also how we think of people. Ashes and ashes and dust to dust. Job stops challenging God and takes comfort in his humanity. He takes comfort in the fact that he is a human. And as a human is in God's hands. And needs to remember that and trust in that. And it's hard. It's hard because this flies in the face of the way that we think about God so often. Because so often we go, well, everything happens for a reason, and we're going to know that reason, and God says, no, you don't. You might know part of it, but you don't know everything. We want to explain something away, and we forget that God is the only one who can actually fully explain anything. We try to box God in and God laughs and goes, you don't have a box big enough. Because you don't even have the slightest idea of what I'm capable of or who I am. We too often try to reduce God down into catchphrases. Catchphrases that help us to feel better about God and be able to say, okay, well I know what God wants and I know exactly what God wants from me today. Because it's easier than going, I don't know what God's up to, and I don't know if I can ever understand this. And there's room for both. Because the thing is, God doesn't say, stop trying to understand me. What God says is, stop trying to think that you can ever fully know me. Stop trying to think that you can write rules for me. Stop thinking that you can put me in the wrong and you in the right. Because who are you to correct God? But trust that God is there. Because all those same things that God rambles off as signs of His might and His power are also reassurances. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Well, you know what? I wasn't there. But I trust that God laid them the way they needed to be laid. And I trust that God did what needed to be done. I may not have an arm like God's, and I'm thankful for that. 
Because if I had the power of God and didn't have the understanding of God, boy, would I be a mess. We are human. We are not gods. No matter how much we want to be able to say exactly what it is God will do and exactly what it is God wants, the best we can do is try. We try to do what God wants. And we pray that we get it right and we rely on God's great mercy. The reason the Old Testament over and over again talks about how God's steadfast love will endure forever and how great God's mercy is is because we need that love. And we need that mercy. Because sometimes we don't get it right. Sometimes we are Job looking at God and going, God, you had to have made a mistake. Only to realize that the mistake was not trusting that God would have a way through. God is always there just not always in the way we expect. And the best we can do is try our hardest to do what we think it is God wants us to do. Christ simplified this for us by saying, love one another. If you can do that and you can forgive each other, then you're going to make it through because if you can love and you can forgive, then you're going to get where you need to be, no matter how much you mess up. No matter how angry you might get, no matter how much you might not understand about what's going on in your life. Love and forgive. And you'll get there. Because I know I have to seek forgiveness for God all the time because I don't understand what God's plans are fully and all I can do is the best I can and I know sometimes my best isn't quite up to snuff. But if I know my best isn't up to snuff, then I know others aren't quite there either. But if God forgives me, then I should forgive too. God doesn't condemn Job. Even though Job has raised this argument and said, God, I think you're in the wrong, Job is not immediately struck down and told, you're wrong and I am angry with you and you are going to be punished. God teaches. And in that respect, God is like our Heavenly Father. Just as my children trust that what I'm telling them is what they need to do, even if they can't understand it, God sometimes tells us this is what's going on and this is what's going to happen and I just need you to trust me. And as God's children, the response is supposed to be, all right, God, I will. I know from my own children, sometimes the response is, no, you're not the boss of me.
And that changes once they get hurt because they weren't doing what I told them to do. And I don't punish them because they got hurt. I gently correct them and let them know this is why. You may not understand what it is I'm trying to tell you. You may not understand why, but I need you to do it because I love you and I care for you and I want you to come out of this unharmed. And if we see God correcting Job like a father correcting a son, we can understand the role that God has in our lives. We may not understand, but we can trust. We may not see the end result, but we can believe. Believe that God will get us there and believe that God will take care of us and that God will see us through to whatever it is happens and whatever comes our way, that even if we don't like it, God is there to help us. No matter what. Even in Job's accusations, God is there. Even in his doubt, God is there. And for each and every one of us, God is always, always there to guide us, lead us, help us, and heal us. Amen.